Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. Recently, Alphabet, the parent company of Google, announced a 20-for-1 stock split for its two different share classes of Google stock. In other words, after the split, for every one share of Google stock you originally owned, you'd now magically have 20 shares. So, if you had, let's say, 100 shares of Google stock, after the split, you would have 2,000 shares of Google stock. Wow, sounds like an incredible deal, right? And understandably, after the initial announcement of the split, I immediately got several calls and emails from clients asking if it was a good time to buy Google stock because of the pending split and wanting to know if they had time to get in before the split occurred. After all, why wouldn't someone want to buy a stock if they knew just a few days later they would have 20 shares of the same stock for each one they'd originally purchased? Based on this recent experience, I thought I would take some time today and explain what a stock split is, and even more importantly, what it is not. And unfortunately, like most everything in this world, there are no free lunches, and certainly no free Google stock. At the end of the day, the most important thing to understand about a stock split is that it's purely an accounting issue and not at all an increase to your balance sheet. Just before the Google stock split, the stock was trading a little above $2,200 per share. And once the split was completed, it was worth just about $110 per share. So, if you owned one share before the split, you had $2,200 worth of Google stock. And after the split, yes, you all of a sudden owned 20 shares of Google stock, but each share was now worth only $110. And the value of your total Google stock holdings was, wait for it, $2,200. Yes, exactly the same as where you started. Think of it this way. You have a $20 bill. You go to the bank and ask the teller to give you $1 bills for your 20 And amazingly enough, they give you 20 $1 bills. Either way, you still have $20. And it's the exact same thing with a stock split. There is absolutely no pure economic benefit achieved from a stock split. However, there may be a psychological benefit that in turn has the potential of turning into an economic benefit. Not because any of the stock fundamentals have actually changed, but simply because of humans' deeply flawed psychologies. So let's talk about why a company would do a stock split in the first place. If, as I said, there's absolutely no pure economic benefit, why go through the hassle at all? And the reason is to take advantage of our flawed psychologies. For some psychological reason, most people would much prefer to own 20 shares of a stock trading at $110 than they would one share trading at $2,200. I've often had clients tell me they'd like to buy a stock such as Google, but that it's just too expensive. They feel silly buying just one or two shares, so they don't buy the stock at all. So, to increase the likelihood that the small and mid-sized investor will buy their shares, companies such as Google want to keep their share prices below a certain level, the level at which people still feel comfortable buying their stock. So, even though it makes absolutely no difference financially if you own one share or 20 shares, it definitely seems to make a difference in people's minds. And at the end of the day, if it feels good, people are more likely to do it. Another thing to know about stock splits is that they can happen in reverse as well. 
a company can do a reverse stock split in order to increase the price of their stock. In a 20 for 1 reverse stock split, for every 20 shares of stock you originally owned, you now own one. In this example, you're simply going to the bank with, a 20, with $21 bills and asking the teller to exchange it for one $20 bill. Once again, there's no real economic difference between the two, but there may be an important psychological difference. Just like people don't like to buy a stock when the price for one share seems too high, they also don't like to buy a stock when the price of one share seems too low. As you can tell, people can be very fickle indeed. And large companies, such as Google, know how to use this to their advantage. Another reason for a reverse stock split is so that the stock does not get delisted from the stock exchange it's trading on. For example, in order to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange, the price of a stock can't fall below $1 for more than 30 consecutive trading days. If this happens, the stock gets delisted and then has to trade on what is known as the over-the-counter bulletin board or the pink sheets. Since these trading platforms are much less well-known and less liquid than the New York Stock Exchange, investors are less likely to buy and sell stocks that trade on them. As such, there is an incentive for a company to keep its stock listed on a major exchange and not be delisted and sent to an obscure and less well-known platform. There are, of course, other reasons that a company may want their stock to be below a certain price or above a certain price, and we don't have time to get into them all today. However, what's important to know is that none of the reasons are purely financial. None of them actually put an investor in the stock immediately into a better or worse financial situation. However, as anyone who has invested in the stock market for a long time knows, psychology can be just as important as financials, especially in the short term. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Stasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Stasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Stasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place. <laughs>